Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You stand here tonight and say, well, look at the background I have and look at the money I have and look at... I don't care about any of that stuff. At your funeral, you're equal. On the operating table, you're equal. You're just as naked as a jaybird. You're equal. So notice, haughty eyes and a proud heart are not just bad, they're sin. So we are equal. So don't be prejudiced. Don't be prideful. Mirror, mirror on the wall. This method didn't end very well for Snow White's stepmom, and it won't work for us either. Scripture says, haughty eyes and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked are sin. Today we learned that directing our lives by our own insight, our own will, our own self-sufficiency, eventually ends in disaster. Proverbs 3, 7 tells us, don't be wise in your own eyes, instead fear the Lord and resist evil. The reflection of our heart always reveals the truth And if we remain connected to Christ, the vine, we'll bear righteous fruit, not poison apples. Remember, there is quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 25, for part one of our message entitled, Better to See You. Let's turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Before we get there, or as you're getting there, I want everybody to just focus tonight right here on this laser pen. Take your eyes, focus it right here in the laser pen. Don't move your eyes, keep it focused right on the laser pen. No matter what I say, keep it focused on the laser pen. Now, while you're focused on the laser pin, I want you to tell me, without moving your eyes, what kind of shoes the person behind you is wearing. (laughs) Don't move your eyes. Is there a problem? The problem is you're not a gecko or one of those things that has eyes that go this way and what? That way. Hi, how are you? How are you? How are you? Whatever. You ever see those eyes? They are the weirdest looking things in all the world. Our eyes are only meant to look what? One way. That's what we're talking about tonight. The book of Proverbs is going to talk to us about our eyes. So let's review really quickly where we've been as we're going through the book of Proverbs. Chapter 4, verse 23. Above all else... Guard your heart. Remember, our heart is our whole being. It's the center of our mind. It's our will and our emotions. It's the control center of our life. Here it says, For it is the wellspring of life, for it affects everything you do. And we learned 
from that first week that from our heart, that design place that God's put here where the will is taken care of, the emotions are there, the intellect, all of that determines how we live our lives. Now from that, if God doesn't have control of that heart, that control center, then nothing in life really works right. It's flawed. And we shared with you that God has to come into our heart, change our hearts, we'll give you a little more about that later, to enable us to do some things correctly. Then we shared with you this principle that you see on the overhead. As is the spring or source, so are all the streams. Now, you see the main water source coming into all of our homes, this church, the restaurants, is contaminated. So if the main source is contaminated, when you go out and take a drink from the fountain, is there a problem? Yes, so as the source is contaminated, so is the streams that come from it. This is our heart. This is the control center of our life. From it, depending who controls it, every area of our life is affected. So if this is the contaminated main in West Melbourne, wherever it is, if I, in my home in West Melbourne, I've got trouble. We learned last week that from our mouth comes all kind of things, life and death. Some of you observed this this week. Remember gossip, angry stuff, bitter stuff coming out of your mouth? Even from Christians. And the book of James says, brothers, sisters, that shouldn't be. You can't be up here singing or out there singing and the same man turning to your neighbor behind and say, what's wrong with you? It doesn't, it doesn't work. So it isn't a problem with my mouth. It's a problem where? My heart. That my heart is divided. There's an area in my heart where I'm still in control of. Now, when that happens, we want to blame everybody else. No, the problem is my heart. It's not your husband, not your wife, not your friend, not the person, whatever. It's your heart. Now, also, Solomon's going to teach us, it has to do with our eyes, how we look at life, the vision that we have. So let's look at verse 25. Proverbs 4, 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. So what God wants in our lives tonight, he's not just talking about our physical vision, but he's talking about our spiritual vision. It's the eyes of our heart. So God wants controlled eyes tonight. Single vision. And we'll see what that means as we go along. Now, God wants single vision, but Satan wants to tempt us to look at his agenda only. This problem started a long time ago. It started in the Garden of Eden. That's where the focus that once was on God was taken off from God and put on things. Now, I want to give you three don't looks. Things that will distract us. There's many more, but I just want to focus on three. Then I'm going to give you five do-looks. Things that we are to look at in our lives. Let's turn back to Proverbs 3, verse 7. The first one tonight is this. Don't look to self. Don't look to yourself. You can put right behind that pride. Proverbs 3, 7 says this. Do not be wise in your own eyes, but rather fear the Lord and shun evil. 
Now flip over to chapter 26, book of Proverbs, verse 12. I encourage you to take notes. Those of you that have a Bible, make sure you are using it. That's why we're going through the Bible study. You want to look at the Bible because that's where our words come from. That's where our life comes from. That's why we study God's Word. Proverbs 26, 12. Do you see a man or woman wise in his or her own eyes? In other words, a smart aleck, someone that says, I've got all the answers to life. I really don't need anybody else. I'm pretty self-sufficient. Well, do you see a person like that? Well, if you are a person like that, the next few words will define for you what's coming. There is more hope for a fool than for him. So in other words, if you're cocky tonight, if you're self-confident, you have all the answers to life, you really don't need God, you don't need church, you don't even sure why you're here tonight, but somebody invited you here and you say, it's a waste of my time, I've got it all together. You're worse, God says, than a fool. Now, directing our lives by our, you know, our own insight, our own will, our own self-sufficiency always ends in disaster. Let me give you a very interesting true story that's playing out, has been playing out for a while, to show us tonight how foolish we can be with our human minds. There's a true story about a biology teacher in Minnesota. This biology teacher is a Christian, and he happens to have a master's degree in biology. Well, as he's teaching biology in the public school system in Minnesota, he's called into a, some kind of an office meeting, and the principal shares with him this, that the school board has said that because he's a Christian, he is not qualified to teach biology in their school system. Now, remember, he has a master's degree in biology. So they relieved him of his position. He went to the state Supreme Court and lost. So the Minnesota, in their ruling, said this. A Christian is incapable of teaching biology in our school system. Now why is that? Because obviously he teaches that, what? Creationism is okay, and that evolution is just a theory. That's all it is. By the way, they are now taking it to the U.S. Supreme Court. So you can pray for the guy. Can you imagine? Now, notice what this verse said. Do you see a man who's wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for him than a fool. When you begin to trust your wisdom more than the creator of the universe, just put the word more than a fool behind your name. I don't know how many degrees those people on the school board have, but I'd like to go to their office and tack a couple other things at the bottom line. <laughs> Why are they fools? Because they think their wisdom is smarter than the creator of the universe. You say, well, it couldn't happen in America. It's happening. It's happening. In our country, the Supreme Court of Minnesota, you talk about pagan people. That's pagan people. So we're not to look to ourselves. Turn also to Proverbs 21.4. We'll see tonight, as we told you last week, that our eyes 
and our heart are tied together. They fit together. Whatever comes out of our heart affects our eyes. Proverbs 21.4 says this, Haughty eyes, proud eyes, and a proud heart, in other words, they go together, the lamp of the wicked are sin. Notice the problem always starts with a prideful heart. Then it works itself out to our eyes where we can begin to look down on people. Every single person ever created is equal at the foot of the cross. If you stand here tonight and say, well, look at the background I have and look at the money I have and look at, I don't care about any of that stuff. At your funeral, you're equal. On the operating table, you're equal. You're just as naked as a jaybird. You're equal. So notice, haughty eyes and a proud heart are not just bad, they're sin. So we are equal. So don't be prejudiced. Don't be prideful. We've been studying in Chronicles, and some of you haven't had a chance to come on Wednesday evening. Do it. Just join us. It's an incredible Bible study as we're going through Second Chronicles. We found a king of Israel named Rehoboam. He kind of had the, the northern half of Israel to himself. And he began, he began to be prideful. Because he became prideful, he began to focus on his own strength. And he made himself a man-made religion. And then he had man-made gods, idols made up. Then he had man-made priests. He just went out and focused on whoever could be a priest and said, I'm going to make you a priest. Then they had their own way of religious system, and they had their own religious holidays. Eventually, it was all brought to naught. Why? Because he became prideful in his own eyes. Don't look to yourself as the answer of life. You need God. John chapter 15 says, without him, we can do absolutely nothing spiritually. So don't have haughty eyes. Turn to Proverbs 13, 17. Here's our second don't. Don't look at authority with disrespect. Don't look at authority, bosses, parents, pastors, elders, all kind of a police people, fire people, whatever. Look at 30, verse 17. The eye that mocks a father, that scorns, did I give you the wrong one? 30, verse 17. What did I give you? Oh, well, that's no problem. Aren't you mind readers? Now, let me repeat again. Don't look at authority with disrespect. <laughs> All that was in my nose. Tell them 13. No, it wasn't in my nose. <laughs> Say everybody at 30. Verse 17. The eye that mocks a father that scorns obedience to a mother will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley and will be eaten by the vultures. Now, what is Solomon talking about? He warns that if you that are students, still living at home, he warns that if you look evil, have contempt for your parents, the authority that's in your home, or as adults, if we have a, you know, contempt for people that are over us, in the Lord, or police people, or bosses, or civil authority, whatever, if we have disrespect, 
it will not lead to a good end. In fact, Solomon says there that a son or daughter will end up like a dead corpse. And we know that birds of prey, when they find an individual that has died, the first thing they go for, because there's water there, the eyes. And they just take out the eyes. So if you're going to have proud eyes, God has the birds of prey know how to take care of proud eyes. They're gone. They're gone. Now, turn with me to Exodus chapter 20. Now, you parents don't go home and say, now, watch this, kids. Carefully your eyes during the night. (laughs) But those of you that are students, all the way up to college kids, if you're still living in the home, look at Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and mother. Honor them. Don't have disrespect for them. And honor translates into obedience. So that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. That goes way back. By the way, if you go to the book of Timothy, it tells us in the last days, children will be fully disrespecting the parents. We're about it that day. So those of you that are Christian kids, listen up. This is a promise of good long life. You obey your parents. Now, we're not talking about parents that ask you to do you know, things that are wrong. Right? You obey your parents, the things that are right. You have respect for them. Those of us that are older... Don't have parents today, we're out of new relationship. We're to have respect for the, the authorities of the church, the authorities in our town, as long as they're doing godly things. We're to do those things. We're not to have haughty eyes like I'm better than you. How dare you tell me I should do this? We need to have that respect in our society. Now, that's a second. I want to put on the overhead because we're used to seeing commercials a lot. And uh, we hear all these commercials and we see all these results, you know, of all kinds of things in life. If you get this little machine here, it'll take all the weight off. You get this drug here, and you can put this makeup on. You want to, you know, whatever it does it. I want to show you a list of things tonight, and ask you if you've ever seen this as a commercial. This list: delirium, sorrow, nauseated, strife, bruises, loss of control, false sense of happiness and peace, sexual immorality, poisons the body, enslaves the user, and frequent death. Ever seen that at the end of a commercial? Buy this. We'd go, what are you, nuts? We would never buy that. Turn with me in the book of Proverbs, chapter 23, verse 29. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation, because I like the way it talks. Our third thing not to look at tonight is wine, strong drink, and drugs. I'm categorizing them together. Look at Proverbs 23, verse 29. This is a New Living Translation. You can look at whatever translation you have. Who has anguish? Who has sorrow? Who is always fighting? Who is always complaining? Who has unnecessary bruises? Who has bloodshot eyes? It is the one who spends long hours in the taverns trying out new drinks. Don't let the sparkle and the smooth taste of wine deceive you. For in the end it bites like a poisonous serpent. It stings like a viper. You will see hallucinations. You will see crazy things. You will stagger like a sailor tossed at sea, clinging to a swaying mask. And you will say, they hit me, but I didn't feel it. I didn't even know when they beat me up. And here is the incredible last statement. When will I wake up so I can have another drink and do all this again? Now, 
Look at Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1. This is kind of a controversial subject, and some of you will get upset on both sides of whatever as I talk tonight. That's fine with me. Just You'll have to make your own decision, but I want you to listen to me. But I want you to be careful when we go through this, because I just told you, some of you come from backgrounds, probably more like mine, where you even mention alcohol, and we become very righteous. Yes, I'm a teetotaler, except we're 150 pounds overweight. Our tongue is full of evil. We're jealous. We gossip, but we don't drink. (laughs) So be careful with your proud eyes tonight. I'm speaking to myself the same. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1 says this. Wine, coming from grapes, is a mocker. And beer, strong drink, doesn't come from grapes, comes from grain, is a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. Now, alcohol is an incredibly controversial area. And in a moment, I'm going to include, obviously, drugs with this. You have to make your own mind up. It's interesting for some of you, if you would go overseas, we'll go to many places overseas where Christians have been raised with alcohol in their homes and so forth, and even full-on, absolutely full-on believers have a different outlook on alcohol than you and I do. But we don't live overseas. We live here. I personally don't. doesn't mean I'm right. You can have your own view. I personally don't believe that the Bible demands absolute abstinence. But I absolutely believe it warns us about the dangers and abusing it at all. In the United States right now, there are more than 14 million alcoholics. One person for every 13 adults. That's a pretty high, incredibly high statistic. Now, plus there's several million more that are on that edge. Each year, drunken drivers kill 50,000 people. Alcohol always creates a desire for more, and yet never fulfills that desire. You know I have a a background in pharmacy and so forth, and of course I've dealt with all this my life. Now God has lots of things to say in the Bible. Ephesians 5.18 Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with with the Spirit. So we should not be ever under any substance, at the control of any substance should not have me. The only thing that should have control of me is God. Now you get that? Talking about drugs, alcohol, whatever you take. You say, well, I take this stuff, it's all natural. Whatever you take. If you're under its influence, it's not right. Only God. Well, today Pastor Mark shared three don'ts to follow if we want God-controlled eyes and single vision. Don't look to yourself. In other words, don't be prideful. It comes before a fall. Don't look at authority with disrespect. God put them there for good reason, promising long life if we give them honor. Don't look at wine, strong drink, or drugs. When we're not under God's control, we're out of control, and that's sin. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Make sure and join us for the next edition of Lessons for Living. Pastor Mark will share a biblical approach to having and keeping healthy, God-controlled eyes. We already know we have to start with a strong heart, our control center. But we'll also learn why it's important to make a covenant and keep our eyes focused on God's goals for our life. These aren't things that will come easy, so tune in to hear godly counsel that'll help along the way. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your